Hey, shalom, guys, and welcome to Witcast, a Wisdom in Torah podcast that we, once in a while, when I'm not running around the world trying to get together with some amazing people, with some amazing uh, projects that we have planned uh, f- to edify of the body of Messiah. I'm very happy to be back home for a little bit, get some R&R, and try to regroup and get my thoughts together to get back on this new year, this year's um you know, schedule. Uh, today, I have a very, very um, interesting person. And I say interesting because all of a sudden now, I'm finding out that there's so many people out there who have resources for homeschooling and for congregations uh, believing in the Torah and in Messiah Yeshua. And today, we have uh, uh, the wife of a good friend of mine, uh, Ju- Julie Bergson. And uh, I personally, I did not know that she was doing in their community uh, some products or some uh, uh, stuff for the kids. You know, one of the most neglected area of um, of education, and I, I'm pretty sure, Julie, when I get you in here, you agree with me, one of the biggest area of lack of education in our communities is Torah-based, B'chadasha understanding of the Gospels and the Torah. And I am happy to have you here. Thank you so much, Julie Bergson for, from Tennessee, right? Yes. I, w- I want to thank you for coming in and allowing me to share um, and to interview you for this because I think it's important for us to um, find out in the body of Messiah who has the tools and who has the gifts to do certain things that not everybody does. And teaching the children is not something that, uh, that I focus, but I do enjoy because uh, I used to be a baseball player and a baseball coach. So teaching kids was part of the whole thing. But when it comes to the Torah, my main audience are adults. So tell us a little bit about what you do. You have a website that is called uh, Young Messianic Torah Observant Israel. Is that the, the name of the program that you guys do? Tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay. Thank you for having me, Rico. So YMTI, or Young Messianic Torah Observant Israel, is um, – uh, an umbrella under the main organization, MTI, or Messianic Torah Observant Israel. Um, this organization was founded by my husband, Rabbi Steve Berkson, and it's founded on the principles of those working together to serve the body, which uh, Psalm 133.1 says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to work together. And um, our theme verse for young Messianic Torah in Israel for the parents is founded on Proverbs 22 6 which states train up a child in the way he should go for when he is old he will not turn away from it so um, as my husband and I were in the ministry back in 2000 and we had a local congregation we didn't have children yet but there were children in our congregation and what I found was that a lot of times they would be sitting in the congregation and not really paying attention at a very young age because they weren't engaged. And so as I was observing this, even as a woman without children, we were thinking of ways to make material at their level so that they can understand the Torah and engage in it and be actively participating so that the word can come into their heart. Well, that's amazing. That's, you know, that's so needed. You know, there's some friends of ours, uh, mutual friends that are also doing um, that type of um, amazing work down in New Zealand. They're moving to, to Canada. And I am so glad that there is a, 
um, uh, people within the body that are looking to minister to everyone in the body. You know, normally, like prophecy, you talk about prophecy, people, uh, a lot of the adults come in, you know. You notice that prophecy, young kids never come to listen. <laughs> right. Have you noticed that pattern? You know, it's a oh, yes. prophecy conference. Anybody over 50 shows up until 90. You know, they want right. the world to end and to have everlasting life. And, and the young people, they just want to live life. But the kids, the kids need a strong foundation. And you quoted that verse in Proverbs that I was going to uh, uh, quote, but we're on the same wavelength here. And okay, <laughs> so let me ask you a question. I know Steve for a long time, and I've also yeah. met you too. So, I mean, I had the privilege to meet you guys and um, um, and break bread together. Um, yes. One of the things that I'm really happy about is to see a uh, people in the kingdom worried about the other people in the kingdom instead of things that don't edify the kingdom, if you get my drift, you know? There are so much topic out there going on about crazy things uh, and crazy uh, theology and crazy theories and things like that that I've noticed that many of the young kids, when they're the age group that you are uh, targeted to, when they become young adults, they want nothing to do with the Torah because they have not been fed, you know, the proper education and to understand how the kingdom works. And I'm really happy that you're approaching the young people um, uh, with this type of information. I'm looking at one of your PDFs right now, and it's quite extensive. I like it because it's got links and everything. So if you are a parent and you don't want to go through the whole scroll down, you can go link at the, uh, uh, the content page. And it takes you directly to where you want to go to. Uh, what age group uh, are you trying to target specifically with these? Uh, how many projects do you have for different great, uh, age groups? Okay, so we have basically two different uh, lessons. We have uh, Parsha Pearls, which targets children between the ages of 9 to 99. <laughs> and I say that because there are so many people that are coming into this walk from different uh, backgrounds who don't really have a, an understanding of uh, the, the Tanakh and the Brit Hadashan, how they're so linked together. And they have a lot of Christianity still in them. And I found that a lot of even uh, older people will use uh, uh, the Parsha pearls because they say it just breaks it down for them to an understandable level. So I joke about it that, you know, even I get, you know, 60-year-old people saying, we love your lessons. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also have Little Gems, which is targeted for the children that are preschool to beginning readers. And so uh, we do try to encompass a wide variety of, you know, age groups. That's great. You know, that we need to target a lot of the audience. And you know what I really like right now I'm looking at? I'm looking at one of the pages, and I really it's page 24 on the Kitisa, and I love yeah. the word puzzles. You know, when I, fl I fly a lot, right? So there are times yeah. when I see, I don't know what they're called now, but they have this Japanese-type puzzles. And, and my mom, by the way, my mom loves the Spanish ones. She, she, she enjoy <laughs> You learn a lot. There are times yeah. when you go through a puzzle, and you go like, hey, I did not know that. Imagine if we can start having, you know, booklets – or for Torah-believing people, connecting these things in a word puzzle because it makes it enjoyable. You can you can uh, you can train your brain not only to look at words and put them together, but also to to understand uh, some things. You know what I mean? Making connections. So I think that the age group that we're targeting, and I mentioned this a few times, and I think it's important. 
that <clears throat> understands biblical principles at a young age will come up understanding the lifestyle of the Torah at a later age. I know you would agree with that. Um, the problem that we're having is that I only know very few uh, groups like yourselves and, you know, Bible Pathways that are focusing solely on this. And I like this because I teach all the time on the temple. You know that. And I always yeah. tell people, if you study the temple, you'll understand the order of God's kingdom. Everybody has a place. Everybody has a role. I mean, what kind of reaction did you get from the children when you hand them something for them to work with? It's not entertaining because clearly this is not just for them to have fun and just pass the time. I'm looking at some of the stuff here and, you know, golden earrings. You got to look for that word. And I mean, you have to really concentrate in the puzzle to start looking for all the things. You know what I mean? It's not like, yes, no, maybe. So we're trying to teach them. What kind of response are you getting from the parents? Because this is important for the, for the um, homeschooling uh, people. We need to find out how do we get this thing out there and uh, what kind of response are you getting locally in your congregation from the parents in regards to this? Well, it's great that you're asking that question because once we started providing this on our website and also when we, when we host feasts, we provide uh, themed lessons with exactly what you're seeing in the Parsha Pearls. We have, we have a lesson with the, uh, with the material. We have a craft that the children can make to take home with them. We have a notebook page that the older children can uh, add to uh, you know, a lap book. We have coloring pages. We have snacks, even our snacks match up with what the theme is for the Parsha for that lesson. And they get super excited to show up and participate in all this because they get to eat the word, sing the word, you know, uh, engage with the word through uh, word, word searches and crossword puzzles and coloring pages. Even our coloring pages, we feel are very unique because you can find all this stuff on the internet. You can look at Jewish websites. You can look at um, Christian websites. But what we do is we try to stick true to the Parsha. You know, what is the Parsha saying? And we're going to bring that out in our mazes, in our coloring pages, in our, even in our snack, in our song. The ch children love songs. And yeah. so if we can put a song, a a song where they can take that song and sing it throughout the week. That's how it sticks into your heart yeah. and in your mind. You know what I saw? And by the way, for those in the audience who are listening to us for the first time, first, first of all, uh, welcome. And let me def define some terms for you. For you, If you're not aware of a language that we're using, it uh, comes from the Hebrew. Parsha means the, the portion of the books of Moses that we read every week, that the, the five books of Moses is divided into a certain amount of weeks, and we read it, and we call that Parsha, which is the Torah portion. So every week, you can have your children learning in at their level what the adults are learning at their level. So you're not really uh, teaching them something opposite, but you're teaching them, uh, um, as a matter of fact, sometimes I feel like, we all should learn the same way. You know, when you go to synagogue, they all learn the same way. And um, and that's something that we're learning here. Uh, something that you said about the song, Sing Praises to His Name. I noticed in page 11, page 10, uh, page 10 on the PDF, but on my on my, on my computer says 11. 
All right. Yes. Now it says, sing praises to his name. But then you did something that I've never really seen before. You put in a link of the song for the internet. Yes, it's actually my daughter, Brianna. She sings all the Parsha songs. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. So let me link it. Let me see. I, I, that's really cool. So your daughter okay. now, I know she's very talented. Let me, <clears throat> I've heard some music. So she records also. So this is a family affair, man. This is a whole family. Yes. Let, hold on. Let me put it on. Let me see what it sounds like. Okay. We could do that on live radio. Awesome. Let me see. What? Oh, it's not going. No, it's not going. Uh -oh. Give me a second. It's my computer. I've had problems all morning, so please don't mind, guys. Here we go. It will help if I hit the right button. It might. <laughs> it's only like a minute and 24, which is great because it's short. Yeah. Yeah, my computer is not helping here, guys. I'm so sorry. It's definitely here. But, I, I man, I really wanted to show you this. It's really cool. So you got your daughter, she composes music specifically for this? Okay, so what we do is we sometimes take traditional songs that children are familiar with a certain tune. Like, for example, the one for this week is Where Oh Where Is Moshe? It's to the tune of Ten Little Indians. So, uh, so we change the words to match up with what the Torah portion is. Oh, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. So... Do you want me to play it? Yeah, could you do that, please? Because for some reason, my computer's not letting me. Here we go. That's cool. That's cool. All right, so. Yeah. Okay, let me. So you okay, got it so you, off. So you do it, and then she puts in the words. Yes. We, yeah. So she and I work together to write the words, uh, the words that go with the parashat. Yep. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, you know, I never actually, that's what, that's the first time. I, what I like is the fact that it's engaging your daughter, your kids into the whole development. So now, this is what I'm trying to tell the audience. When you, the, the essence of the Torah is that we're creating a family environment, that we work together for the purpose of the kingdom. You see, one of the things, Julie, that we fail to see in the West is that when I study ancient Near Eastern history, one of the things that I know, that I noticed quickly was that in the ancient world, the Bible is written to a community, to, to, to a collective unit. It's never, it's never really directly to an individual. The individual right. adapts with the way the community lives, and this say, in this case, the Torah. And what you're doing is really getting the whole community involved. And also, you see the talents. Let me ask you a question. When you develop this, how many people within your community begin to show talents that you did not know until the project came about? Oh, it's just amazing. I'll get, I still get um, from, the, from the body um, messages that'll say, hey, I'm a graphic artist. I would love to be included in part of what you're doing over there. And so when you look at our at, at our lessons, I've got many different people who are volunteering to work together as a body to put this all together because you cannot be a one man slash one woman show when you're doing something like this because our, our job is to feed the body and to equip us for the kingdom. And, and you, you know, as you know, it's just something you need capable people alongside you holding you up so that you can do it. Absolutely. You know, teamwork is, uh, is, is definitely doesn't have an eye in it. Um, you know, 
one, one of the things that I so much like about the work that you guys are doing is like, I know since, because I know Steve for a long time, ever since, you know, we, we reconnected, he's been focusing a lot in, you know, bringing uh, some kind of education to the kingdom. Um, Amen. You know, the thing about it is, it, it, one of the things many people don't realize is that leaders or teachers like me and him, we get along very well. I like Steve a lot. I respect him a lot. Uh, we never really talk about our differences, and I don't know how many if we have any, because we don't focus <laughs> on that. You know what I mean? We, right. You know, we've decided right. to, let's, what can I do to help you, Steve? What can you do to help me, Rico? You know, what can I do to help you, Julie? You know, it's like I found out that you were doing this, so we said, let's get together. Let me do an, an interview, because I'm trying to help the kingdom have the tools that I cannot provide. And I, right. I, I would love for the... It would be amazing if we would all go in the same wavelength in finding out what our, our skills are, what our tools are, and not to be so insecure about ourselves that we will not let someone else have their time in the spotlight and let them, you know, uh, bring forth the gifts that the Creator has given them. And I'm so glad that the area, the area that I so think is necessary for the kids, this is when I travel. Normally, I don't like the uh, the kids to go to their nice little class on Shabbat like everybody does. Right. Uh, there are times when I say I have teachings that are relevant to them, and uh, anybody over thirteen, they should stay and listen, because sometimes, okay, yeah, yeah yep. sometimes we make, sometimes we make the young men uh, thirteen and up feel like they're little kids, and they want to feel like adults. They're not mature enough to be adults, but I think that if we share with them at the same level of conversation at the adults, they feel like, oh, they're treating me like an adult. Then you have to now let them know. Now you have to act and behave like an adult. And But if they don't have the foundation that you're showing them in the Torah, they will not know how to handle that by the time they're that age. Is that, does that make sense? Absolutely. And at Beth Shalom, in our local congregation, we provide a Gadol class uh, for the teenagers, but a lot of the teenagers who have been in this walk since a little child choose to stay and listen to the main teaching. So we give them the option of one or the other. If And especially if they're new to this walk, it's nice to have that uh, lesson that's at their level where they can feel free to ask questions and, you know, perhaps say things that they might be a little bit shy to ask in the main, you know, in the main lesson. But we provide both. We're like, okay, if you feel like you want us, uh, you know, and the parents choose this, you know, it's up to the parents. And we, I've found that about 80% of our teens after 13 stay and listen to the main teaching because they've had the foundation from a little child. And so they're ready for the strong meat, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Well, kids like to be treated like that. Um, and, and this is, and this is something that I think we don't realize that there's a huge lack of education for the Torah observant world. Look, the reality is that many parents now uh, that come into the Hebraic understanding of scripture, the first thing they focused in are conspiracy theories and things that are not relevant to the growth of our spiritual walk in Messiah. Okay. Uh, if you have yep. a speaker over there, bring it down just a little bit because I can hear myself. I'm annoying. I don't like to hear myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so, so what happens is 
that when they come in, and I've seen this for the last 15 years, and um, and what's, what, it, what it does is it creates fear in the children instead of learning how to understand the Bible so they can fall in love with the Creator. And <clears throat> you cannot serve a God in fear that the, the world's going to end tomorrow, that there's a conspiracy in every corner. And I am so happy that there are brothers and sisters of Messiah out there who care about the well-being of the children and how to develop them. So, okay, so if we want to get in touch with you and people, let's say, for example, somewhere in South Africa, there's a huge Hebrew understanding community over there. They want to know about this. Tell us how to get in touch with you and on what to do. Oh, hey. Well, they can email me at parshapearls at mtui.org. Or they can uh, call, um, MTI has a, a phone number that they can call. Um, we just purchased a building for Beth Shalom. That's where MTI headquarters is right now. So I'm sorry, I'm going to have to actually look up the number because we, we, uh, we just purchased this building. So I apologize, but well, I do have we'll to direct them to your website after the, uh, after the interview is done. When we post it, we make sure that we direct them to your website. They have a link there. So if you don't have all the information, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think that the email should be sufficient for, you know, reaching me in a very quick manner. But if you post the website, then they, their phone number will show oh, up. <laughs> repeat, repeat your, uh, your email again, Parsha Pearls. Yeah. Parsha Pearls at mtoi.org. M-T-O-I. .org. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is important. You know, I'm really excited about you know seeing. I homeschool my young one. Well, well okay. I didn't homeschool, but we homeschool. You know, he he's. You know, but I did notice that the programs are very expensive, and for computer stuff, but they're lacking in the areas that we that we want to cover. I mean, they they are Christian organizations, and they do a good job with a lot of the information. But it's not geared towards a Torah observant believer. Can you imagine the chaos in a, ch in a child that, you know, you tell them uh, the Torah says not to eat pork. And then, you know, in a regular homeschool Christian, you know, uh, based homeschool program, they're talking about ham, cheese and sandwiches. You know, I mean, it creates confusion. So, yes. you know, this is something that I pray continues to develop amongst the body to have people provide the tools. Uh, I know that on my website, I had emails from people who are taking my ancient Near Eastern history of the Bible, and they use it in their homeschool programs to facilitate for history based on biblical uh, evidence. Um, I'm hoping that the body of Messiah that is listening out there will be able to get together and pull their brains together and say, can we come up with a uh, homeschool program in different topics for us? Uh, I think that the, the kingdom is big enough that could do that. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I don't know if you homeschool your children, but you know that in Tennessee, there's a big homeschool area. And Virginia, that I know is big homeschool. Florida is really growing, especially with the state of education in America. So it comes to a point that we need to also show them the contextual. Uh, listen, let me tell you what happened in a, in a congregation that I saw in Miami. There was a lady who came to me and gave me a word game, uh, a board game. It's called oh. The Way. The, the mm -hmm. board game is called The Way, but it's in Spanish. And I'm going like, wow, I've never seen a, a, a Torah-based board game. 
it's actually really, really good. So uh, she gave it to me. I brought it home. I called my friends, right? And we played the game. I learned a few yeah. things I did not know. And I'm going like, wow, there's so many things that we overlooked. And I told her, I said, hey, have you ever considered doing a board game on the temple theme, history theme? And I began to give them ideas. And now we put our gifts together. You see what I mean? So I'm hoping that we'll do that in English. But imagine having, you know, uh, all these tools available for the children. But I'm really happy that you're doing this. Uh, so let me review real quick. You are Julie Bergson. For all of you who are listening here, just tuned in to us. Um, MTOI, which is under Steve Bergson, Rabbi Steve Bergson. They have a, an organization within that organization. It's called Young Messianic Torah Observant Israel, which they focus on the education of young children. And, uh, and Julie, uh, you are leading that uh, that congregation, correct? I'm the director of the youth program under uh, my husband's supervision, yes. So I create the children's lessons and I organize the different pieces and work with the different uh, volunteers that help me. Like, I can't draw at all, but praise yeah, there are people who can draw. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I can't draw, but... I, I love to hear that there are people putting things together because let's face it, our children are very much into technology. Um, and so if there are things out there that we can provide for them, because, you know, Hasatan is very clever. And so we have to be more clever than he is yeah. and engage our children and show them who Yahweh and, you know, who Yeshua is, and so that they can grow to love him, you know, with all their heart, with all their mind, and with all their strength. And so that's why, that's why we created Parsha Pearls, because there were parents coming to us frustrated because there wasn't really enough sound material out there. And so, and like, okay, somebody needs to do this. And, and then someone said to me, well, then why don't you? And I'm like, oh, I never even thought of that. Okay, right. I guess <laughs> well, you know, that, so. that's pretty much normal because there are many times like that fear. Listen, fear is the number one problem for people to be stale and never to move forward. And yes. fear, fear is a natural response that the God put in our lives in order to not do too many stupid stuff. I understand that, you know, right. but we become <laughs> fear of not jumping a you know, a 10-story bridge, you know what I mean? I mean, a, a bridge that is 10 stories high, or so, that's what I mean. That's one thing. Right. That's, that's true fear. You don't want to die. But many times, yeah. people do not go forward because of their past hurts, because of their bad experiences, because of the insecurities that they have due to their upbringing. And, you know, I've learned really quickly that there are times that you're afraid of something, not because it's so dangerous, it's just that you've never been there enough times to beat that fear and to know that it's going to be okay. And when it comes to providing uh, education for the children, I think every single one of us become fearful because I know you recognize the responsibility. I mean, this is a big deal. You are shaping yeah. those children. The problem is, Julie, that we are allowing the government to do it, and they are doing it lousy. They're doing a lousy job educating our children, and then when they're 15 years old, they want nothing to do with God. Because we take the mandate. Maybe that's why the Lord says, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. You know, he says, He or Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And the command was directly to teach the children. Amen. 
So we are, you are fulfilling a commandment that is important. We are going back to the root. By the way, would you agree with me that the reason why Israel has prospered in every generation is because although many of the children do get away from the Torah later on when they're grown, some people go in a good road, some people go on a medium road or whatever. But when they are taught Torah, when they're children, a lot of the principles stick with them even when they get older. They may not be obedient to all the commands on the Torah, but I've seen this in Israel, by the way. I've seen people yeah. that are secular that do not want, no they want nothing to do with religion because of the situation in Israel. But then they are doing things that are Torah-based in their lifestyle because that's what they learned and they were taught as a foundation. So yeah. would you agree with me that our goal is a long-term goal. We want to have a steady, solid foundation so that the children will return to their Savior, to return to their roots in their time of trouble when they go on their way. And let's hope they never do. But if they do, make sure that they come back on the right path. Do you agree with that? Oh, amen. Amen. Yeah. And that's why when we create these lessons, we put so many different things together so that for the child who say, oh, wow, that snack really like this week, we made the Ten Commandments snack. You know, we have two two tablets that you can write on the, you know, the Aleph bet and, and they can eat the word. Who knows? Maybe when they're 20, they'll think back and say, hey, I remember making that snack snack about the Ten Commandments, you know, and then maybe the next child say, wow, I remember that song, you know, and it, it's, it's all about putting stuff in their mind and then it's recalled later in life. Yeah, that's really what we're looking to do is, I remember when I was uh, out there running around the world back in the early 90s and, you know, that what kept me always wanting to return, even though I was not serving the Creator back then because I was more bitter at the church than I was never mad at God, you know? And right. um, it was a song. It was a song that I heard when I was a kid by the wine, <laughs> believe it or not. It said, remove my spirit from me, you know? Yep. It it's based exactly. on a song. And I, remember, exactly. and I remember there were times in my life that I was really struggling with decisions that I was making that I knew were wrong. And I had that cassette. That cassette. Remember the cassette? <laughs> you know? Sure I do. Oh man, that that thing traveled with me everywhere. I would take it. I was not serving God, but I would never leave home without the cassette. It was in my car. It was in my travels, and in my time in my time of trouble, in my time of loneliness, in my in my, in my time of feeling so far away from Him, I would put mm -hmm. it on the tape, and I began to sing that. And I remember one time, I was driving from. I was in Venezuela. This is the importance of of a foundation, Julie, right here. This is my personal testimony. I was like 27, 28 years old. And yes. I was coming back from a trip in Venezuela, from Caracas. I was driving towards the, where I lived in the mountains of uh, of uh, Venezuela down there by uh, the state of Carabobo, which is um, in the middle of the country uh, on the north. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was really miserable in my life. And I began to remember that song and I put it on, I had it in my car. And let me tell you, that was the beginning of my return. Mm -hmm. Because someone taught me a verse, you know, that it says that a contrite spirit you will not despise. Remember Psalm 51? Yes. They taught me that a, that a contrite 
Wow, that took me back big time. <laughs> In a humble spirit, you will not despise. And I was yeah. taught that when I was a kid. Yeah. And that foundation in my time of trouble was connected to a song talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it brought me back. So ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening out there in the world, please, you know, let's educate our children. It is command. Deuteronomy chapter six, verse, uh, verse four through nine talks about the direct command given to Israel to educate our children when they sit down, when they lay down, when they get up and when they, you know, walk by the way. And, you know, if we want quality humankind or human beings in our communities, we need to show them the essence and the righteousness of God. And this is a great opportunity through this program and Parsha Pearls at MTOI.org under the leadership of, you know, Julie Bergson, the, the, the wife of uh, Rabbi Steve, to provide some tools to your congregation and to your community that are sound biblical foundations for the development of your children. So if we, there are people right now, Julie, that really are desperately looking for material and especially in Spanish. Did you offer as of today, anything in a different language for people out there in the world? Well, and we're working on that right now. We don't, it's, uh, we do have some people who have translated some of my husband's teachings, but we just need to make sure that the the wording is correct. But for right now, uh, we do have some people in the NTI organization who do speak Spanish, and I know that that is, that is a big need out there. And I think we'll get there. It's just that, you know, the laborers are few. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. This is a... This is a this is a, a work of love, I tell you. I'm in ministry, so I know how that is. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I just want to say that all our material is free on the website. We don't charge for anything. Um, one day when we actually finish, see right now, Parched Pearls is, is in the first year. And as you know, like for Bereshit, there are three major stories in, in Bereshit alone. So yeah. in our first year, we covered just anything related to the days of creation. Next year, we are going to provide a whole new lesson yeah. that will focus on the Garden of Eden, what happened in there. And then the following year, we'll dig into Cain and Abel. So just in Bereshit, we're going to have three separate full lessons with mazes, crossword puzzles, coloring pages, snacks, songs. And so, you know, we just have, oh, and Hebrew. We provide Hebrew. We try to focus on four to eight words, every Parsha, that are, we feel, nugget words that the children should know. Um, and so, um, you know, this is something that is a labor of love, and I love it. And so I, I, I can't see myself doing anything else. I love that I can be a part of this, you know, a part of Yahweh's uh, servants to help, uh, you know, engage the children. And so hopefully when they grow up, they will not depart from this. Amen. That is amazing. So anyone out there who is listening to this with Cass, please send an email to ParshaPearls at NTOI.org. And I'm sure Julie would love to hear from you. And is there mm -hmm. anyone out there who is good in Spanish? And the reason why I'm telling you this is, Julie, is because I have a Spanish TV station. It's called Teshuvah.tv. 
when we have yeah. when we have when you, whenever you have I'm going to make this invitation to you whenever you have all these things translated in Spanish make a short video um, and then or we can try to pr uh, pr um, promote it for you on our website we are currently uh, in like 30 countries every every week and we are ministering to close let's say this past year close to a million people overall as an audience throughout the year so Anyone out there who are listening who speaks Spanish or knows someone who wants to work for the kingdom and help the community have the tools to equip the kids, the foundation of the community, please get in touch with Julie and uh, offer your services to translate this in as many languages as we can so the nations will hear and know about the great plan of redemption, restoration, salvation through our Messiah Yeshua. And I want to thank you, Julie, for coming. Again, tell us again how we can reach you really quickly so anyone who just tuned in can find you on the Internet. So you are Julie Bergson, and they can reach you where? They can reach me at ParshaPearls at MTI.org. And then they can call at 423-825-4975. Amen. Well, I want to thank you guys. Thank you, Julie, for being with us. I really, really appreciate it. And I pray that the Father gives you favor, uh, the resources, and the tools to continue to do this great work and to educate the children of the kingdom. So I want to thank you for that. And for all of you guys out there listening, please tune in. Teach your children. It's important. Trust me, you'll thank us by the time they have their children because then you're going to tell them, hey, I know the tools you need. To, treat, to teach your children. So it keeps getting better and better. May the Lord bless you and keep you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, Shalom.